Welcome back to the Drain Plug Podcast. We've got a special guest in the house today. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, the name's Marshall. Uh, channel names are Georgia Bassmaster, pretty much across all platforms. I just know you by your famous name. I don't know your real name. Yeah. Now my, I do. <laughs> my real name's not even my real name anymore. It's just oh, Georgia just, Bassmaster. Just Georgia oh, okay. Bassmaster. Okay. So you are a YouTube celebrity. No. A little bit. <laughs> Semi-sort of TikTok famous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll give you a little background. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, a boat build that you got that's come into the shop that we're going to be helping you with a little bit and walking through. This is your first aluminum boat build. Right. So we're going to kind of cover all of that. But um, let's first start out with talking a little bit about you. So tell us about yourself. Tell us your whole life story. All right. Well, born and raised here in northwest Georgia. Uh, <clears throat> I got into the YouTube game about three and a half, four years ago because a buddy of mine started a channel doing car builds. And he said, hey, you might as well go ahead and start filming yourself. Might as well. So I actually give all credit to him because he kind of pressured me into it. And thankfully, I enjoy it. Sometimes I enjoy just editing the videos just as much as I do recording and fishing. And so I got into it about four years ago. Uh, started doing little comedy skits, things like that. And uh, it's really grown into something a lot bigger than I ever expected expected it to be. I told my wife, I said, if the most I ever get out of it is some free baits, I'll be happy. And, uh, you know. I think you've gotten some free baits, huh? Yeah, I've yeah. got a couple packs of free baits here. So That's awesome. Trying to keep growing. And, uh, yeah, I'm big into electric fishing, kayak fishing. I do a little bit of everything, but uh, a lot of the places around me are electric only, John mm-hmm. boats. So don't really feel the need to spend $60,000 on a big bass boat. And uh, there's not really in my opinion, that many great lakes good enough, you know, to justify a boat like that anyways, because what we have with Dowie, Lake Wise, West Point, Altoona, and then Lanier. Right. And out of all those, Lanier is probably the best if you're fishing for spotted bass. Right. And then everything else, like you're just, you're not going to pull anything close to a double digit out of it unless you're extremely lucky. So the best way to go is these smaller reservoirs where everything's electric only, you know, like... Rocky Mountain PFA or yep. any of these places around here. So that's what we're doing here is I bought a little boat. It's going to be like a budget build. Got it pretty cheap off Facebook Marketplace. And uh, hopefully we can build this thing into like a little certified pro pond hopper. Cool. Now, you're more well-known for your kayak content. You do, you've do. you been doing a lot of kayak content for a, a while. You've done some other little stuff, but you've never done like a, a big boat. No, no. Okay. Let's talk about the uh, the boat you had previous to this, right? The right. one that kind of, I guess you could say, catapulted you into wanting to go to this to this new boat. Right. Yeah, I I was searching around for a little John boat to fish and uh, stumbled upon a guy that I think he bought a bunch of the kits from you guys actually to it build looked it. Like it. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, I found a boat on Marketplace for like $4,000. It had a gas motor that I could, you know, take off if I needed to. But he did an extremely good job. I mean, but it was carpeted, but it was decked out. And it really, you know, like you said, launched me into liking, you know, the really John boat and fishing and stuff like that and actually having a nice setup. And uh, I actually do do a lot of kayak fishing, 
but it's like half and half because like six months out of the year i'm like kayaking during the hot summer heat. yes and then the, i really do a lot of john boat fishing like in the colder months because you know i river fish in the kayak and then i'll lake fish in the john boat and fishing my favorite time to fish is like november through march really i catch the majority of my huge fish especially january really? everybody everybody's like at the house or watching football or deer hunting <laughs> i'm telling you i'm just out there almost every day in january cranking them out yeah for those of you that don't know too cold. in georgia the, the, this is the time of year where we start going to the river yeah. and stay off the lake because this is just too hot right the, you will cook on a lake well the, not only that the surface temperature at my local lake has been like 91 yep and uh you go out to the river and it's like 75 degrees water temp so the fish are just biting five times better right because they're in cooler water it's moving they're just a lot less you know hunkered down on the bottom like these fish out here in the lakes yep and the different species that you get to catch right while in the river expands you know right yeah you never know what you're going to get some of these places yeah so the the boat that you had previous to this what was it it was a 16 foot 1973 v-hole starcraft okay well one of the big deep deep it was a extremely deep but it weighed a ton because mm. of all the plywood the wood yeah when i tell you that boat i mean it was heavy extremely heavy i don't even want to try to put a weight on it but it was heavy mm. So did you, did you get rid of it or you still have it? I sold it. Okay. Back to the original person that I bought it from. He wanted it back? Yeah. I'm not going to get into that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, should I say that on here or what? You might as well. So like I, I sold it back to the family that I bought it from because they were like, hey, this is the first boat we ever built. We want to buy it back from you. Keep it in the family. This boat's really sentimental to us. And then two weeks later, I see it on Facebook Marketplace for like $2,000 more than what I bought it for. What? So I think they were just trying to flip it. Okay. All right. So then you got a new boat. Right. What do you have now? What did, I have what a, did you bring us? A 1996 17-foot Fisher. Which it's one? an aluminum boat, right? Yeah, it's yeah. aluminum. Why'd you pause? It's. I'm trying to remember it. I remember he put it in the in the I, parking lot. I'm trying to remember you what just it looks saw like. It. I mean, it's basically like <laughs> a bass boat, ride. right? It's yeah. It's like it's got old a console. School, old so school it's like bass yours. Boat. Uh, no, it's a different hole than mine. It's the okay. same company, but that company also made was made by Tracker, um, and all those yeah. guys. So the whole, the one thing I like about your hole though is, it's um. There's no sharp edges to it. Yeah, it's pretty it's, rounded. It's all rounded. Yeah. Uh, especially up towards the, in the rake up in the front uh, that comes to that one center point right where like in more of your uh, bass trackers or lows there's more of a a defiant side from the side of the hole to the bottom of the hole and his is more of like a yeah. it's hard to explain it's like a swishing just real clean I feel like it'll be more like hydrodynamic correct so hmm. I think I just got confused because it's all carpeted out and stuff it looks like a bass boat Oh, it, I was just, I, it's I was, a for it's whatever a reason boat. in my mind I was thinking it was fiberglass and I was like, hold on, wait, we're building a fiberglass boat? No, no, no. no. Okay, it's aluminum. <clears throat> I so, think they used a different paint on it or something. Yeah, it looks like a good paint. So we got it here, and 
y'all have already kind of gone through the initial stages of figuring out how you want to lay it out and all that kind of stuff. So y'all two have already done that. So tell us what exactly it is that y'all are planning on doing. Okay, I'll try to give it my best shot. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to stay as minimal as possible. This is going to be like a budget build. But essentially, the boat already has a lot of aluminum on it, some plywood. So we're going to be stripping out all the plywood and basically just adding aluminum where it needs to be added and uh, maybe extending some hatches, making it a little longer here or there, making the rod lockers a little bit wider. But essentially, just going to be doing more of a budget style budget style build and uh yeah adding the foam and new wiring and you know new lids making right. your rod locker a little bit bigger the stock rod locker and it is very small and tight so live oil was the other big one it has plywood decks and aluminum framing yes okay so we're going to basically pulling all the plywood out mm -hmm. replacing because it's probably got does it have aluminum lids in it now yeah they are but they're those 90 degree bended ones oh, okay i got you so in order to compensate to end up with a flat deck we have to go with the dry hatches so that it'll sit down in that dry track and make your deck completely level flat okay so we're gonna lose probably 150 pounds worth of plow <laughs> should we weigh it as we're taking it out that's a good idea yeah we can take it out i mean if see. anything keep all the plywood in one spot and then at the end we can just weigh the big, yeah big right pile. I'm curious to see how much weight you've got just in plywood. Now, the, are the floors plywood? They mm -hmm. are. They are. Oh, so we got to strip it all the way down. Mm -hmm. Y'all have but, fun with that. Well, <laughs> it's going to be fun, honestly, because then we got to figure out other little things that I didn't fully think about, I guess, like the fuel tank. That's yeah. kind of squeezed up in there. Yep. Um, you're pulling it out, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, because you're going to sell the motor, console, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Try or to recoup or some of your money. y'all can have it and y'all can sell it. No, I don't care. No. no, we have enough junk. This get, place is starting get to rid look of like it. Sanford and Son. I'll give it away. Like, I'm give at that point where I'm just like, come get it. Okay. Well, I'm sure someone will take it. Yeah. What's it got on it now? It's got a 40 horse. What's it called? Tracker? No, it's. I didn't even look at the, the brand to be I'm honest. I'm trying to with think you. of the name of the motor. It's not a. Not a popular brand? It's not a big popular brand. It's a Hatsu? Mm mm. Hmm. Evanrude? No. Johnson. Okay. It's got a 40 horse on the back. Yeah, though. it's got a 40. And a console. And a console, steering wheel, the whole nine yards. Okay. All right, so the from what I roughly saw y'all talking about earlier, you're going to bring, you're going to take the console out and bring the existing deck back further than it already is now. Basically do a little bit of a deck extension. Okay give them a larger compartment up front for tackle and also give us space for that um, seat base and the recess uh, foot tray. Okay. Now, are you going to try to move them back some from the bow plate? Or Yes. Okay. Because yeah. we've, been, we've been meaning to talk about this recently, but we see a lot of builds where people are starting to get into wanting to do the, the recess trolling motor tray and they just keep going further and further and further forward in the front of the boat. Well, a lot of these small aluminum boats, you put somebody like me that's 250 pounds up in the very, very nose of the boat, and there's nothing in the back, the whole back of the boat wants to yeah. lift up out of the water. So we've been kind of been ultra-conscious about moving that further and further back so that when you're sitting, you're kind of sitting in the middle of the front deck instead of all the way up on the front of the front deck. Right. 
So there's that sweet, the the measurement that Mike j- suggests generally would be about 40 to 50 inches from the bow back is kind of where you want your body weight to be as you're operating the trolling motor on the front of the boat. So you're gonna do, are you gonna do a recess tray? Yes. So you're gonna have a recess foot pedal tray. Or does that boat have a like a big bow plate on it for trolling The motor? bow plate on it right now is good. It's aluminum? Well, I don't know if it's aluminum, but it's a good size. Okay, so we're just basically, if it's a plywood, we're gonna pull it, right? put aluminum in there. Okay. Yep. And then what size lid did you go with for the front? 24 by 30. For the front hatch, you're going to have a 10 by 48 rod locker, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that opens up underneath pretty well. Yeah. Um, How much space do you think is actually going to be inside the rod locker, like inside dimension? Well, you're going to, if it's a 10 inch wide, you're automatically going to have 13 inches of width plus whatever space you're going to have to the gunnel. Yeah, so you're gonna have probably close to 14, 15 14, inches. 14, 15 inches. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you're gonna have. We did, we did go a little larger with the live well. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a 12 by 40 instead of the standard 12 by 30. Okay. Um, I just like that tank size a little bit better, especially yeah. when you have a wider boat. You can afford to to take that width. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Now, are you gonna be doing any tournament fishing? Most likely not, but I may enter a couple okay. small ones. All right. Do some open tournaments or something. Yeah. Okay. And then you got, what are you doing for the back deck? Just that live well and then the um, battery re- place. Battery placement will be in the rear, so a rear hatch. Yeah. And then uh, we'll put a seat base back there, too, because he's already got the seats. Okay. Now, we need to, we're obviously going to do, it's going to be kind of like our normal setups which keeps everything cheap and simple. But I want to do something a little crazy in there with a cooler, try to give them some type of cooler somewhere. Okay, kind of like a, a drop-in space for a cooler. Right, because I think we're going to have a lot more space in his boat than we're used to. You know, like in that red boat, we had a huge cockpit area? Yeah. I think he's even going to have more than that. Okay, hmm. cool. What do you see yourself running motor-wise on this? Like, what's your goal? Um, I'd like at least a 86-pound, you know, 24-volt on the front. Mm-hmm. I'd preferably like to have one of the 101-pound, you know, 36-volt Vortrex, you know. That's what I want. That's what I have. I love that motor to mm-hmm. death. And uh, currently I have a 36-volt, the Newport NT300. But, I mean, that could change, you know. That's that electric outboard, right? Right. That's their electric outboard. I never want to go back to a trolling motor again if I don't have to. No. But if I can find something better or equally as good, put on the back. But it's going to be all electric, 95% of my fishing. And then every now and then, you know, a river trip or, you know, may go down to Ufala or something, I'll just bring a, you know, 10, 20-horse tiller gas motor, you know. Okay. You got one in the house? No. I plan on buying one, though. Okay. So for trips like that. Okay. Maybe gotcha. like once or twice a year. But like I said, majority is going to be electric. Cool. So y'all have gotten, oh, what was the other thing I was going to ask you about? Oh, uh, turf. You going to put custom turf in it or are you going to do sheet turf? Or? I think we're going to do the custom routed turf. I think I, I think that would be the best option. Yep. It does look good. And it, it saves good. a whole bunch of install time. And then a lot uh, of time. And yep. then we're going to wrap it. And wrap it? Yeah, okay. for sure. 
So you're you're splurging a little bit on the on the the looking good stuff, right? And like trying I'm, to keep the build itself. I'm budget. keeping the build minimal. That way, I can splurge on the looks. Okay. So, I'm splurging up. Figured out a color scheme yet? Yeah, it's going to be a, more of a greenish tan camo, th- I believe. Okay. And the green seats, and uh, I'll probably end up doing like a black and green wrap. I don't know if I should do a black wrap or a green wrap. I haven't decided yet, but. Usually, here's what I have found with the wraps. You give, you give Carrie a very slight idea of what you want and let him do what he wants. Okay. That usually comes out the best, I think. I would really like to see it in, like, multi-cam black. That'd be cool. Multi-cam black? Yeah. It's like the tactical version of multi-cam. It's, like, oh. really, really dark OD green, a little bit of gray, and black. Kind of like that gator camo? Kind of. Honestly, that's a good I'll show idea. You a picture of it. It's, it's really cool. I might roll with that. Kind of gets that. It's it's still got enough green in it to where it looks like foresty, but it's more tactical than anything. It's more like I a, like the tactical camo. Yeah, it's like a it's like an urban shadow kind of camo is what it reminds me of. But it's in the multi cam pattern. That would be pretty cool, yeah. and it would match your. You know, you got the green Millennium seats that are going in there, so that would match really good. And then yeah. you could kind of go. Either direction with the turf, if you wanted to do like a, a dark green over black turf, or you wanted to mix it up and do some green, black, and gray, or yeah. even black and gray, would all match. So, so it sounds like y'all got a good game plan put together. Uh, we haven't actually started on it yet. Y'all haven't started tearing anything. Right after this, we'll start getting sweaty and nasty and <laughs> seeing how good and or bad it is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't anticipate anything being bad in that boat it it looks pretty nice as the, it is the guy i bought it from super nice guy he said that they bought it from the dealer and it's been garage kept for you know 20 years so i mean it seems like it's in super good condition okay now you've never built an aluminum boat before correct never all right so what are have you seen any of builds on youtube or have you been doing I've any watched research ryan's couple of videos you know, just enough to I, when I thought I was going to build the boat by myself, and then at, after watching a couple, I was like, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what What deterred you? What was like yeah. the biggest thing that? Well, made for you... one, I don't I don't have a lot of tools. Okay. So like, that was the one problem. I was like, well, I'm going to have to invest all this money in tools just right. to build it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'd rather almost just have someone that's professional at doing it than me screw something up because I'm pretty good at doing that. Was there any of the building aspect that kind of deterred you from wanting to do it? Um, I mean, I think if I actually really super wanted to, I could do it. Yeah. It's just... Having the right tools makes it a lot easier. That is something I guess I either don't think about or take for granted sometimes. Like, I don't have any saws, any, like, I got a piece of crap drill I got for Christmas, like... Oh, you'll burn through that thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have... I didn't have the stuff to do it. Right. Because the one tool you for sure will want to have is that Milwaukee rivet gun. Yeah. Yeah. And that... That's a $400 investment right <laughs> yeah. off the rip. Yeah. Uh, but it'll save you from having arthritis within six weeks. Yeah. Right. So, and I know because I've done it. I've built yeah. two of my own boats uh, completely with hand riveters, and it sucks. Yeah. It's not something that you want to do. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to get into is some of the stuff that we hear on our end from people that are new thinking about building a boat. And we're going to be following you along through this process. So this won't be the only podcast that you're on. So 
what um what what's your expectation going into this like how do you think this is going to go or are you expecting to open this thing up and find something crazy in it or um i don't really expect anything crazy i actually think i'm pretty optimistic i think it's going to be a pretty good build i think it's going to be i think we're going to get through it pretty well so hopefully every trip you know stripping it this trip maybe by the time i come in next time we'll have you know the aluminum in and some of the framing and then maybe we can start doing that so i don't have anything necessarily negative on my mind okay um you're gonna you're gonna be tracking the progress as you as we go so every every trip i make out here we're basically I'm basically gonna try to make that into its own video. So I mean, however many parts it takes, however many trips it takes, it's gonna be its own video as long as we can progressively make some good progress that yeah. day. Yeah. Right. So I'd actually like to, you know, from the beginning to the end of the video, actually be able to tell we've done some something significant. Yeah. You know. So. Are you gonna be uploading that on uh, YouTube, or are you gonna be doing like kind of short versions I'll, of it on TikTok? Or I'll upload the long form version on YouTube, and I usually like to stay at least around ten minutes long, preferably you know, fifteen or so. And then obviously I'll still make whatever that content is into short form content on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Gotcha. Whole nine yards. So are I'm we gonna sorry. be doing uh, welding on this boat, or it were? <clears throat> Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, I, we're going to ha- definitely have to add some framing. Okay. Whether we do that in the form of welding more framing in or riveting it, I guess it's kind of up to you. I mean, well, let me ask you this. Is anything in the boat that's in there now usable for where you need yes. it to go? Yes. So, like, some of the framing is still good? Yeah, that front hatch is about the same width as the one that we're going to replace it with. Just So we should deeper. have at least a half of a hole to drop that hatch into. Okay. Hmm. Within your framing. But obviously that deck extension, we got to create all that. Your rod locker is going to be bumped more into the cockpit. Okay. Got to reframe that. But we got to get the floor out first. Yep. Got to get the floor out. Yep. So now have you watched enough videos to see the entire process from beginning to end to where you feel like you kind of know where we're going to go with this or are you just going to be standing there handing stuff to us i feel like i (laughs) i I know enough to help okay so okay well it's definitely going to be an interesting build i'm very uh, and i definitely don't want to sit there and watch so like oh no i'm gonna make you work i'm wanting to get my hands (laughs) on it because i want this to be like my boat yeah right you know like i don't want this to be like the last one was like i bought that boat from a guy who did it so I feel like if I have a little bit into it, yeah, it'd be a little more, a little more personal. Okay. So let me ask you. Uh, this is kind of a, an oddball question, but if you weren't on a budget, would you do anything different than what you already picked? If I wasn't on a budget, we'd probably tear everything out and literally put twenty lids on it. I mean, not 20, but it, it'd for sure be like seven or eight lids. Your you'd, typical bass You would fill up build. the entire area. Yeah, there'd be yeah. like a lid everywhere you could put a lid. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I'd have lids for nonsensical things. <laughs> eh, this I is my like water a, bottle this hat. This is a chapstick lid. Yeah. Like, I would just have a lid just for like, oh, that's just where all my GoPro stuff goes. Like, right. this lid over here is just for water bottles. This, this is a trash lid right here. This is my trash can lid. 
That's actually a pretty good idea because, like, think about <laughs> when you're taking baits off and they're broke. Yeah. Just throw them all in the one I actually spot. saw an idea for one a while back, and we haven't had a chance to implement it. I may try it in your boat. But basically what they did is they, they made almost like a catwalk on one side of the boat. Yeah. On the opposite side of the rod locker. And they cut uh, a hole that would fit a small trash bag, like for those uh, – uh, what are those the little like trash cans that you put in your bathroom and stuff like that? Yeah. And they basically cut a little ring uh, that was the, the, an aluminum ring the size of that trash bag, and you would wrap the edges of the trash bag over the ring and just put it down in that hole. And the trash bag just kind of hangs underneath the catwalk. And then they had like a little like a quick lock, like kind of quick disconnect yeah. to hold it in place. We could hmm. try to implement something like that if you really think you yeah, want a trash can in your boat. I we mean, do have that right side to kind of play with, so. I don't know if everybody's like me, but when I get in my boat, I have at least two monsters, a couple cans of Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. Slim Jims. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of trash at the end of the day that yeah. usually yeah. just ends up piled in the bottom of the boat. So, I mean, hey, if we could budget something, a trash can in there somewhere, I'm down to do it. Let's do it. Let's I think it's a great idea. That was, that, that was something I saw a while back, and we just haven't had a chance to try it out yet. Um, Keep it coming. What else other ideas you got? We'll come up with some more crazy ideas. I mean, we'll make it a completely redneck boat. Here's I'm, one thing that I, the net. What do you normally do with your net in the boat? You know, I haven't even thought about that because I have, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the net, but it's an extension. Uh-huh. It basically goes from like six foot long to like a 10 or 11 foot net. I can really reach out there and the net's probably... 30 something Holy inches cow. around it's huge net you got to bring that next time so um I, I always just end up throwing it in the bottom of the boat walking all over it because like there's yeah. nowhere to put that freaking net we've talked mm. multiple times about coming out with a product for net storage and we've tossed around a few ideas uh, we just haven't really nailed anything down um, i know anybody's watching the podcast on uh, youtube you got the ability to comment if you have ideas drop them down in the comment section below but I know one of the ways that we've done it in the past is basically put a hole in the back of the front deck so that you can slide the handle in, but then the, the net is actually sitting in your cockpit area. And unless you have it like up against a wall on the side, it's kind of just in the way. Yeah. Uh, we talked about making basically a, a drop-in box that was long and slender. Uh, so you could put like in the side of the front deck where you could just kind of lay your net down in there so it's yeah. out of the way. Um, that would be a little bit more expensive to build, and it's a little more custom. But we, we can come up with something. We gotta come up with something because <clears throat> I know that net that net that you have, and it's a very large. I mean, it's bigger than your normal nets. Oh yeah. So we really gotta, and I think you'll have some room in there to kind of. Man, that console in your boat's pretty big too. That thing's taking up a lot of space. I think we're gonna have a lot of room. Well, I mean, that's something that we can definitely explore because I, mean, I would not only like to just put this in your boat, but come up with a, a solution or ideas for people to do themselves or for, you know, a product that we can make to help people with net stores because that's like a big deal with you tournament guys yep. is net storage. It's like you're always either tripping over it. It's well, not where you need it. Storage, but also making it easily accessible when you have right. that fish on. Yeah, because yeah. if you had it slid somewhere like in a rod locker, something like that, like and trying to get it out Mm -hmm. with a fish on, that could be a problem. Yeah. That's why I normally just, it's right there at my feet. Just laying in the way, but not in the way, you know? Yeah. 
Because you don't want it sticking up. No, then you get hung on it. Yeah, yeah. you're just asking for trouble with that. Um, any, uh, oh, but the, the I cooler. Will, I will tell you this. Actually, it, you, we might just be able to solve this problem with some, like, rod straps on the deck of the boat. Mm-hmm. Because I've lost a couple of nets, leaving them on the boat, driving back to the house. And Somehow they, they catch uh, air, and I'll get back home, they'll be gone. Hmm. So, yeah, hmm. we probably need to put something for the handle of the net just to strap it down. Otherwise, I have to put it in my truck. I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to come up with an idea. The other one I was, I've was i been kind of thinking about while y'all were talking is the uh, the cooler idea. And the, the way I see most people implement it is basically they just leave a space in the back deck or the front deck that fits that cooler and you just kind of slide it from the cockpit into that open space you got any better ideas no i mean i want to do something um i think your first problem or thing you got to figure out would be what kind of cooler to use the best cooler to use you know some of those yetis come in odd shapes and we don't have a whole lot of height between that subfloor and then the top of the deck because it's probably a, a standard height on that boat, what, 16 inches or so? So you've got a ton. I think yours probably is around 16, 14 yeah. to 16. Which means from the floor to the top of the deck, you're actually only going to have about 10 to 12 inches at the most. Mm. So finding the cooler is going to be the hard part first. Find it, well, finding one that fits as best as it can. It almost might be the best to just build some type of square compartment and just have one of the soft coolers to go down in it you could do that that way it could just yeah. fit whatever you know that's true too or we could do kind of like we did in the uh in the red boat like kind slide of like it under. an underhang or an overhang on the back deck to where you have enough room to slide like a uh, a soft-sided i like the ozark trail cooler that's what i have cheap i, have I think i got one of the 30. i have the small one 30 size or so but it's not the backpack one it's the one with the carry handles and it would slide up underneath there yeah pretty easily that might be a better option because you're just so limited in in the height from your from your subfloor up to where your top of your deck is going to be is going to fall in that 10 to 12 inch range yeah and i don't know many coolers that are a foot tall that can hold anything unless you want to go with a really really small one as long as it can hold two monsters and two Mountain Dews, I'm good. <laughs> and some and some beef jerky. And some. Slim you might sims. be able to get away with a smaller one then. I don't know if I'd go like. I mean, Yeti makes a good cooler, and all. I mean, all the rotomotive coolers are about the same nowadays. But I don't know if you need to go that big with it because when you get in those smaller size like the like the 20s and 25s, they're still real tall. Right. It's like you need a shorter one, but still with the width. Mm-hmm. Almost like a uh, a small igloo or something like that. Like not the not the cheap igloo, but like the nicer one that holds ice for like five days or whatever it is. Yeah. If you're in Alaska and there's no sunlight. How how many graphs do you plan to run? I currently don't have the money for any graphs. Okay. Well, so <laughs> but ideally, one would be great. Just one. Yeah, is, if I could so, get one. Yeah. Just one for up front, or trying to one think. In the back I would most likely just have it up at the front where the trolling motor, because majority of the time, if I'm at the back, I'm just zipping where I already know I'm going to go. Yeah. Right. And then when I get up to the front of the trolling motor, that's when I'm targeting. Okay. Okay. So you're not going to be, well, you don't have it yet, but you, you haven't run live scope or anything like that. I've never run live scope. 
the best fish finder I've ever had has been a Garmin 7 striker. So I wouldn't know how to do it. Join, join the club. We have one. Still don't know how to do it. That's why it's like <laughs> everybody that's like, oh, well, he's got live scope. I'm like, you could give me live scope, <laughs> and I'm not going to go catch some fish because I don't even know how to run it. Yeah. That's part of the – like you have to become an expert in the program before you can even go out there and catch the fish. Utilize it. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot to it. It's not as simple as turning it on. And, yeah. Oh, there's a 10-pounder. No. Like everyone definitely. thinks it is. Dude, I sat there for – 40 minutes at a school of crappie with yeah and i was bass fishing i yeah, just saw stuff no moving clue. on the screen and you got to think about it it's no different than like when you're fishing in the spawn and you can see a fish and right. you can't get it to bite yeah so like that's true it's if you can see a fish on a graph that does not mean you can get it to bite it right. can be that's very true you know that's very true well, I guess you're going to need to get a little bit more famous between now and uh, graph time. Maybe <laughs> you can pick you up a graph sponsor. I would love to just spend, like, a week or two weeks, like, just picking Milliken's brain. Oh, I feel like yes. that guy might be the best in the business. Did you watch his boat setup video? Yeah. That guy can run freaking live scope. What did he do? Well, he's he's running one of each brand up front, and then a Lawrence and a Humminbird at the console – but for different reasons. Yeah. Like, he, he's dissected which one's better in what area. Okay. And that's how he utilizes them. So, yeah. I don't think he's running 360. No. I but he, I think all he's using is that panoptics, but he has that nailed down. Well, it's like, like you're saying, some of them, at a certain depth, he'll use a different one. or yeah. if like, Or if maybe he's backed off of them 50 foot, he'll use the other one. Or if ones he's closer, he'll... But he's got it nailed down to a yeah. science. That guy's a genius. Me. I tried watching one video on that a while back on how to set it up so we could set up the one that we have. I gave up after like five minutes. Yeah. Just so much to it. So many settings. And well, I turned it on and it was in perspective mode. And I didn't even know how to get it out of perspective mode. Yeah. You can have so. fun with all that. Uh, the trailer. How's the trailer on that? That is one of the main reasons I got this boat. The trailer's in excellent condition. Like, it's okay. a very good-looking trailer. It's it's not a homemade John Boat trailer like every other trailer was on Facebook Marketplace. So that's actually why I wanted to get this one. Look like I can put some miles on it. Yeah, okay. it's clean. Yeah. It's, an, it's a very clean trailer. That's good. You know when the last time the bearings were checked on it? I don't know when the bearings were checked, but I put some bearing grease. I greased the bearings before I drove it up here. Okay. So I'm sure my dad will lecture me about checking them. Mm. He's like, you need to check your bearings every two months, or something mean, like that. If you don't months. know when they're when they've been done, it's never a bad idea to, you know, at least pull the hub off and take a look at them. I have drove a John boat down to South Georgia and had my bearings catch on fire on me and going Ooh. down the road. So oh, nice. I know from firsthand experience that's fun. And when uh. your bearings me- melt to your freaking. Yeah, to the axle shaft. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you got to beat them off. Axle and yeah, mm, those are no fun. Tires good on uh, everything. Yeah, is it set up for your boat though? It's not like one of those. That no, was... it's a, it's a Fisher trailer. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So it fits good. The only thing I'm gonna tr- change on it is I'm gonna try to find some like nice wheels. Okay. To put on it. You know, look, make it look fancy. Yeah. Amazon baby. If I'm gonna wrap it, I gotta have some chrome rims or black rims. Yeah. yeah. What's the company that's making them now for like all the trailers? 
I don't know the company, but I mean, like even Amos has them on his new trailers. Yeah, they look really nice. So like they're powder coated black, but like the the front of the spokes are kind of silver aluminum, chrome, kind of chrome yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they look pretty good. So it sounds like y'all are making your way on this boat build. How long do you think it's going to take? This is my first one, so obviously this is probably going to be wrong. But like the way I envision it. <laughs> And we'll, re- we'll revisit this at the end. It's like today, we're going to start stripping out the plywood and the carpet. We're probably not going to get done with it. But let's say we start that today. Let's say we got done with it today. You won't, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even if we don't, let's say we, you know, pick back up on it next time. And we start the aluminum framing. Probably get halfway done with that next time, maybe. No. And then... <laughs> Framing goes by pretty quick. Framing is probably the quickest. Well, that, that's what I meant. I meant framing. Yeah. Did I say decking? No. no. What did I say? You said framing. Framing. So you think we'll be done faster than the, on the framing? I think tearing everything apart is going to take twice as long as you think. Twice it is. or three times as long as oh. doing framing. We can frame a boat in a day. a day. If we had a day to dedicate to it, we can frame a boat in a day. Well, that's what we'll do. I'll come out here on a Saturday or something or whatever okay. or whatever day, and we'll yeah. just. Teardown is the one thing that takes longer than you always expect because you you find stuff while you're doing it. Um, And you're going to be filming at the same time, which takes more time. Yeah. So that's kind of a pain. Uh, Framing won't be too bad. Um, Cutting the aluminum sheeting once you're ready to for all the areas, that can take a while. Yeah. But the good news is three of us working on it shouldn't take very long. I thought it was him working on it. We were just going to hold tools. Well, I'm going to help him. Oh, you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it shouldn't take that long. I but I was thinking maybe like seven or eight trips. Probably more than that. Probably more than that. Yeah. You're probably in the 10 to 15 range. Yeah? At least. We usually have 120, 150 hours in a boat build. Yeah. At least, minimum. And I'm going to have to dedicate some more Saturdays, though. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and then you also got, you know, the actual rigging, the electronics rigging and stuff like that. That's a whole day of just running wire. Now, I can help on that, but like I was telling him, colorblind. Well, that's not going to so help. So don't be <laughs> expecting me to, like, hey, hand me the green wire. Well, there's only two colors. There's red and black. So whatever okay. you think red and black is. I can is, do that. Okay. It's just red and black. Yeah. As long as it's nothing else. I mean, that's an easy fix. I'm just going to hold up a red bla- a red wire and go, this is red. I know you don't think it's red, but this is red. Here's a black one. This, this is black. It's super easy. <laughs> okay. And you just got to learn how to run them all and not kink them and but don't cut any wires. honestly, it shouldn't to. be a whole lot. I mean, do you have a trolling motor or anything? I got that. It's got a 40-pound 12-volt on the front now. Oh, I plan on simple. selling that. I almost could take it today. But I plan on selling that, and like I said, I at least get a 86-pound 24-volt. Okay. Okay. Because, like, I'm going to need that to pull that boat around all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you but probably will. Like, when the winds get up. That's the big thing yeah. is the wind. When it's to windy. To be able to pull it straight up wind, that 40-pound yep. ain't going to do it. Probably not. It's a big old boat. And it's not going to be heavy when it's done, but it's going to be solid. And I'll tell you what I love so much about that Fortrex I had is, like, when you – you could have it on max power, and you put your, you press the, you know, your foot on the power, and it slowly, 
builds up to speed. Instead of just taking it, off real it, quick. Yeah. The one I had before that, if you had it on max and you put your foot on it, it would yank you off the boat. Mm-hmm. And I really like that slower build up where you could kind of brace yourself for the. Right. Yeah. I almost so. had done that, that last boat we built, that uh, was a Garmin Force that was on it. And I turned oh, it up yeah. a little bit too high and forgot about it. And then I went to go step back on it and I took a little stumble. It wasn't fun. But yeah, it's going to take you a lot longer than you think it is. The wiring always takes longer than you think. The teardown takes longer than you think. But he's think. not going to have much. You're not going to do maybe, lights? Maybe a graph. We could do some lights, but even lights don't. I do want LEDs around the inside. See, yeah, there you go. See, but even, even wiring lights, though, is not bad. So Yeah. So you got bilge pump, front nav, rear nav, some lights, one graph, a trolling motor. You're going to have lights in live all your compartments. Pump. Yeah, you got all your live well stuff that's got to be done. Yeah. Plumbing takes a little bit longer than we think sometimes. We always estimated it like, you know, four or five hours, and then it always winds up taking like a whole day. That's just one of those things with live well, So Yeah. Um, well, that's like, you know, you have a tank and you have one fitting. You have to make that one hole count. Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't, you're going to spend a lot of time fixing your mess up. So, and then the 5200, sealing everything in. So, I just always double-check everything I do before I do it with the live oil. So, what kind of uh, – I, I know you all talked a little bit about money earlier, but what what are you hoping to stay in budget-wise by the time you're done with this thing? Well, I bought it for three, and I was hoping to come out at the end still under ten. I think it's doable. Mm-hmm. Now, if, it's we could, doable. if we could come out around eight, that'd be optimal. But as long as it's under ten. Hmm. Is that including graphs and trolling motor? No, and all no. Stuff? Like this is strictly just the boat. I think you can do that. No okay. graphs, no. Because yeah. like, I can find trolling motors on marketplace. I got a battery sponsor. Like you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. That would help. <laughs> And, like, they're over <laughs> yeah. here waiting on me to tell them. I'm like, well, I don't know what motor I'm going to get. They're like, you want a 24-volt lithium? You want 12? You want 36? I'm like, I don't know. Ooh. Sorry. Right. I got the batteries. I just don't have the motor. Okay. So. And I can't find a graph sponsor to save my life. Nobody they don't, can. They don't sponsor people. Well, no. Like, they don't need to. There's so many to. people doing it. And there's only so many companies out there making good graphs nowadays. I mean, oh. you basically got three competitors. Yeah. That's really it. But Bass Pro runs some pretty good deals on a lot of those most of the time. Yeah, so they have the best sales. My plan is I have a friend that does uh, photography, videography for a lot of the pros on the, like, Bass Circuit Tour or whatever. Right. And uh, I'll just keep telling him, I'm like, if they ever, like, are getting rid of their graphs, tell them I want to buy them. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they have to, like, sell their boat every year anyways yep so they're getting new graphs all the time so maybe i can get one cheap from them that's my plan i know one guy told me and i haven't i've never tried this i'm not a big graph guy but if you wait until something new comes out on the market like say i don't know garmin comes out with a something special some new transducer or whatever you can go on amazon and find the new returns where somebody had recently bought it yeah, and then returned it to get whatever the newest, coolest thing was. And a lot of times, you can run on really good or good deals that way. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
you can do that. I, I've had quite a few people that have bought stuff used off of Amazon that was gently used. They kind of tell you what the condition is before you get it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just open box stuff. Or Well, the good thing about Amazon is like even on the used stuff, if you get it and it doesn't work, you can send it back. Yep. yep. So you're doing a lot better than even on Marketplace on that. Yeah. And if you want to get real froggy one day, we could go down to that, uh, what's that place down in New Bern? The Bargain bargain Barn or whatever. Yeah, we could go down there and just see what they got. They got, it's it's a lot of return stuff from Academy, Bass Pro, Cabela's, stuff like that, or stuff that came off the truck wrong or something. Do we yeah. have a holiday coming up that Bass Pro is going to be running a, uh, one of their deals on? Probably not. I know they do a big Aside one from Black Christmas Friday and Black Friday. Yeah, yeah they. Yeah. That's when their really good deals are. At the end of the day, I don't need anything too fancy. Like as long as I know the depth, you know, whether or not the bottom's rocky, soft, right. I can have the water temperature. Like I can basically fish off that. Yeah. And like I'm telling you, in January, it makes a huge difference. I'll find a cove where the water temperature is 46 degrees, or I'll go to the other end of the lake and it's 49. And where it's 49, I'm whacking them. Really? Like, I, I could care less about what the bottom looks like. Right. I'm just running around the lake finding the warm water. Three degrees difference, and I'm <laughs> Makes slaying. Makes a big one. Yep. So that's ultimately all I care about. Hmm. Now, you still kayak fishing now. So what kind of kayak are you running? I currently have three bona fide kayaks. I have a pedal drive, 12, 12 and a half foot. I have the River RVR 119. It's 11 and a half. And I have a little 10-foot pond hopper one. So, Which one's your favorite? Probably the pedal drive. You like that? I love that thing. It's I've yet so to get nice. in one yet. It's like being the difference in being able to, like, if the wind's hitting you and you're just barely pedaling, still casting, it's not blowing you all over the place. Yeah. Dramatically now, different. Is it one of the ones that has the long fins and they go? No, it's actually a propel. Oh, okay. It's a propeller. And it scoots like it'll probably go five or six miles an hour if you're if you're pedaling. if you're pedaling good. Wow. Now, how do, does it work well in the really really shallow rivers? I mean, it's like if you get into a shallow situation, is it easy to pop out real quick and get out of your yeah, way? Yeah, it sticks out about maybe ten or twelve inches up under the kayak. Okay. So you can go fairly shallow, but it's made to where if you hit something, if you don't, you can either lock the motor in, the propeller in. Or if you keep it unlocked, like I normally do, if it hits something, it'll kind of pop up. Okay. Kind of bounce up between your legs. It'll scare you when it does it, but at yeah. least it ba- it's bouncing up, you right. know, instead of you getting stuck. But and a lot of the rivers that I fish and him too, they're, you know, six inches of water sometimes, and you forget about that thing sitting. That's why I've never gotten one of the pedal drives. Kind of like the yeah. what is it, the Hobie that has the the fins on it that go back and forth. Yeah. So I've just I've never messed around with one. So. You gonna? Are you planning on doing any kayak upgrades anytime soon, or you gonna stick with what you got? I'm in the works on getting that new native Titan. Those are nice. And what's it, What's new about? I it, haven't heard of it this. It literally one. has a seat like that, like a boat seat on it. Yeah, and the bo- and the a, seat can swivel all the way, all around. way around. So but like, it's like one of those zero gravity kind of seats, to where it's like a millennium seat. Holy! Cow, I actually I actually think I could put that seat on the kayak. Like mm-hmm. it's got the mount. 
you hit the lever, you can spin all the way around to your tackle box, get whatever you need, spin back around, lock it into place. <laughs> what? And it's got the, I think it's got high, medium, and low on that one? It's got... Or is it just high, low? I'm not sure about that, but it actually has rod lockers in the kayak. Yep. Where you stick your rod tips through in the kayak to where you don't have to worry about branches, this and that. It's a plastic boat. Yep. It's a... It's a <laughs> 12 and a half foot plastic boat it already it has a spot where you drop your battery down in it and you can hook it up and it already has like the plugs for your motor this and that like already wired in mm-hmm. holy cow it's a it's got the pedal drive to where if you want to do the pedal or if you want to do you know trolling motor it's got the quick connect for trolling motors up front um it's got a bunch of battery spots to put batteries yeah like inside the kayak just Jeez. out of the way um so it's called the titan yeah, the native native Titan X. It is not cheap. It's blank. Well, I mean, with the pedal drive, but just bare. It's like three thousand five hundred. Yep, you can buy two used sixteen foot boats for that. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna put in a lot more. You're gonna put in more, but but you can basically know. take that out like that and go fish. You could, right. with but you pedal never drive. do it with a kayak. You always wind up modding it out and doing all kind of stuff yeah. to it, adding stuff. You know, before you know it, you got another two, three thousand dollars on it. Yeah. What kind of are you? You got a, a specific paddle that you're running? I have a bending branches. That's what I run. I got, got the carbon a, fiber one. Yeah. It was like the hundred and sixty-nine dollar one. It's the one right below the carbon fiber one. It's I, the, I, I think it's that called one. the Ace, something like that. I wanted that one, but I couldn't get it. I bought it on a whim several years ago, and I love it. It was worth every penny. Uh, but it was one of those, like, it hurt for about a week. I ate ramen noodles, I think, for like a straight month. After Actually, I a stupid paddle. Academy has a carbon fiber one for like 120 And it is like feather light. Really? Who uh, makes it? Is it their the, brand? It's the H2O Express brand. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's solid black, like everything carbon fiber. You know, a lot of the carbon fiber will be carbon fiber. Just you know, the handle. The handle and then the paddle itself will be plastic but mm-hmm. this is the whole thing's whole thing. carbon fiber no bend wow. at all mm. it's nice check that out i'm gonna be kayak shopping here for too much longer i sold my vibe last year because it was reaching the end of its whole life yeah i spent a lot of time on the rocks with it so yeah i went ahead and got rid of it while it still had a little bit of life left in it but i don't know what i'm gonna get next i ain't spending three thousand dollars i can tell you that yeah. We're, we're going to go to the scratch and dent section. Over at the Vibe store. Yeah. I, actually, actually, I like their kayaks. Like you said, you can do that. You can do that. You can ask if you can buy their demo kayaks that, mm-hmm. you know, have been on the road for however many trips. Sometimes they have returned kayaks. Yep. You know, so, like, you can end up buying things cheaper sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did with Vibe. Because um, I had come from a – I had a perception before that – and I almost bought that Bass Pro Shop one, the uh, Ascend, when it first came out, the, the big white and yeah. kind of camo one. It was super stable, but it was crazy heavy. Um, and then I found out about Vibe, and I went up there, and they have a big scratch and dent section from returns and stuff like that. I yeah. found one for stupid cheap, and I bought it. I loved it. I had it for four or five years. How long have you had your, um, your Bonafide? I bought my first 10-footer about two years ago, and then I started working with Bonafide. Okay. I think I got my pedal drive. I got it in June of last year, and I got the river kayak in, like, February or March of this year. 
So. And which rivers do you fish? Pretty much All almost them. every river in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> like every main river system, like I fish the Tallapoosa, the Chattahoochee, the Flint, the Okmogi, the Ogeechee, the Sewanee, the Withlacoochee. I fish the Savannah River. Um, trying to think if there's anything I didn't name. I fish the Yellow, the Alcavie, uh, Dry Creek, bunch of creeks too. Yeah. Not, I mean, so a lot of them. Probably 15 rivers, 15, 20 creeks. Nice. Wow. So you got a favorite? I think my favorite is either the Savannah River or the Okmulgee. Okmulgee is my favorite. I love that place. I've always wanted to go to the Savannah. It's it's worth it. Yeah. And have you been down, like, way down to Okmulgee to where it meets the Altamaha mm-hmm. and run that? No, I've, I've heard that's that a far. lot of fun. Yeah, I've never been that far. I don't know how far the shoal bass go down, though, because you know, the shoal bass are kind of concentrated in the well upper portions of the Okmulgee. Yeah, because they actually introduced them. Like, shoal bass aren't native to the Okmulgee. No. So they put them in there in, like, the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. So they put them in there right below uh, the dam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they've been slowly making their way down. I couldn't tell you how far down they are. I've caught, me personally, I've caught them as far as Macon. And I've fished everything from Jackson Lake all the way down past Macon, and I've caught them in Macon. Yeah. I would imagine they're probably all the way down, but now yeah, there's probably not as good where there's not at Shoals. Right. Yeah. it Down below uh, Flow Villa, like section between Flow Villa and like your like Interstate 75 in Macon, yeah. there's not a whole lot of rapids there. There's a couple, but they're big. Uh, uh, enough to where you can't get a boat up there, and you, there's one that you have to walk your kayak down. Um, but I've never fished down below making to know if they're down there or not. Yeah, I know the upper portion though is a blast. Yeah, that's, that's my blast. favorite. I was telling a buddy of mine, kind of fun fact, like the Flint's the longest undammed. Well, I, it, it does have a dam all the way at Blackshear, but it's like it's got like 200 miles to where mm-hmm. there's no dam on the Flint, so it's the longest river in georgia we have that doesn't have a dam on it but uh they've actually tracked shoal bass up above blackshear they put trackers on them or whatever tags Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll swim up river like 130 miles in the spring to spawn like a yellow jacket shoals really like almost every year they'll swim a hundred and something dang miles up Mm. river to go spawn and then they go back down river wow so the only problem with the Okmulgee is there's like a dam, like every freaking yeah. Because you got what one at five miles Juliet, or something. You got one at Jackson. There's another one down below Macon. So those can only swim up up to those dams. Mm-hmm. But uh, they are good. fun though. I want to go back. We need to go take a trip down there. We will. But for right now, you want to go ahead and get started on your boat. Yeah, we need to get this stripping. Yep. Well, you kids have fun with that. All right, well, we appreciate you coming in and telling us your life story and all about your uh, terrible financial decisions in buying a boat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. You know, they, they say boat stands for bust out another thousand, but yep. I think that only refers to, like, people who have gas motors because I have a buddy of mine. It's like every two weeks his boat's in the shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. carburetors, this and that, <laughs> something, power pack. That's why I'm like, I'm just going electric. Yeah. That's what it we seems like, like those Zombos issues. for. You can fix everything with some Flex Seal and some WD-40. Right. And, like, he'll spend $1,500 to get his motor fixed, and I'm like, well, I could buy a new motor. Yeah. $1,500, so. Yep. 
or another battery for an existing motor to get you even further along. Exactly. Well, we uh, definitely appreciate you. And uh, we will be checking in probably in the next month or so and doing yeah. another one, kind of an update. And we'll go through and see how much you regret doing this and how, how terrible the teardown was and how much you hated it yeah. and all that so stuff. Negative, <laughs> so negative, man. So negative. It's different when you build boats all the time for a living yeah. and versus doing it for fun. So uh, definitely check you out over on uh, YouTube, and then you're on TikTok, Instagram. Are you yep. on? Are you on the Book of Faces? I am. I have a Facebook official page and everything. So uh, anything else? Have we missed anything? You got Tinder, OnlyFans, Farmers Only, anything got, like that? I got an OnlyFans. No. OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I, Dude, I have, you need to create that. One there is. There's it's an OnlyFans. There. I'm pretty Only, sure. What? Yeah. Nate's doing the apparel for him. Oh wow! No. OnlyFans. Okay, I got I got to get on the internet today. But I do have the new Threads. Y'all been on Threads yet? No. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's Instagram's version of Twitter. And if you have an Instagram account and you go to Threads, like you can automatically transfer, like over without even making an. Account. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. If you if you go I've to someone's Instagram account and they have a little like at looking symbol, right? And you click on it, it'll take you straight to their Threads account. Really? They're like synced. Holy cow. So Instagram's trying to compete with Twitter by making threads. And Isn't it looks, Twitter, like it looks just, just like, like Twitter. Post word, like you put up like funny little words or something. Well, well Twitter, Twitter's you expanding like, now. Yeah. But Are they doing the video and pictures and all that stuff now, too? There's a lot of yeah. podcasts on Twitter now, too. Show, really? TV shows, video. They're getting real big in the video. Yeah. But, twi- but this new threads looks it's so similar to Twitter. Like somebody will have their post or their thread, and you'll be able to click on it and see everybody's. Really? Replies like that. Hmm. I need so, to get out more. Yeah. We got to look into that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, go check it out. Go follow me on Threads. I'm going to have to now. I'll have to go figure yeah, it you, out. Like I said, if you go to someone's profile, at the top right-hand corner, it'll have this little, like, et symbol. And, you and just that just, on that that just means it. it'll take you to their Threads profile. Okay. Hmm. So. Go check it out. All right. Again, I want to thank you for being here and thank very much our sponsor, Tiny Boat Nation. If you need any boat-related accessories, boat building kits, aluminum, electric outboards, batteries, everything and anything, John boats or boating related. What? What? What did? Wow. What did you make your code? Oh yeah, you're an affiliate. I haven't made it yet, but it'll most likely just be Georgia. Gotcha. All caps Georgia. As long as I can just do that, right? You should be able to. Okay. Yeah. So, so you all will, caps Georgia for five percent off. Yep. Yep. Anything you need at all, check them out. Uh, TBNation.net, and uh, you can follow all your favorite YouTubers and content creators over there, and use their little discount code. But, uh, we thank Tiny Boat Nation for allowing us to do this. So, anything else, guys? Don't forget your drain plug. Yes. That's don't right. forget your freaking drain plug. You got a drain plug in your new boat? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Don't lose it. I always carry a backup. Uh, you, you, that's a big old boat. You might need two, two backups. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys.